Good morning, Redeemer Church, Colchester. Uh, this is Morris Nightingale, just up the road in Ipswich. And they're really pleased to be able to join you uh, this morning and uh, share with you something about uh, what God is calling you to as a church. Uh, I know the first time I ever met Hugh, uh, we were spending time poring over a spreadsheet, which has become very famous. Hugh was still down in Canterbury and he was responsible for encouraging and inspiring people in the church there to consider whether God was calling them to go to another town or another nation. And he created this uh, spreadsheet where he listed uh, all the names of these people and what help they might need, what stage of development they might be at. And we, we love looking at that spreadsheet now some years later and just seeing where all these people have ended up. And uh, <clears throat> I understand now that Hugh has released the spreadsheet again for uh, you people now at Redeemer Church Colchester. And tomorrow night I'll be joining you again, I hope, um, at your call to go evening. And uh, once again, we'll be thinking and dreaming about what might God have for us in the future? Which of you uh, might uh, he be sending to towns or nations beyond? But I mean, the truth of it is that all of us are sent people. And that's really what I just want to share about today. And my, uh, my title is uh, Think Like Apostles. Now, maybe that's not something that you spend much time each day uh, considering. I very much doubt you wake up in the morning and think, I must think like an apostle. But uh, actually, Jesus expects every one of us in his church to think like an apostle. And I'll unpack and explain what I mean by that very soon. <clears throat> now, not that long ago was Christmas. My daughter is still celebrating. I, I only just managed last weekend to persuade her to take down Christmas decorations uh, that uh, were still hanging around in our house here that we're sharing at the moment. Um, <clears throat> Actually, the relevance of Christmas to this message is that uh, if you try to understand what does the word apostle mean, what actually is the definition of that term, it's very, very simple. Apostle means a one who is sent, a sent one. And so for us, Jesus is the ultimate sent one. And at Christmas, we celebrate the fact that God sent him to us. That's what we've done. Emmanuel, God with us. We've just been celebrating the fact that God sent Jesus to us. Uh, we read that in John 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh, and this is Jesus, the Word, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus left the security and comfort of his heavenly kingdom. He left all the benefits of his majesty behind him, but not his divinity. This is an important point for those who have ears to hear. You know, he emptied himself of all the benefits of his divinity, but not his divinity itself. And he was sent into a broken and helpless world to bring good news of the kingdom of God. Now, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation often uses the, the metaphor of the kingdom of Babylon to describe a world that has rejected the authority and leadership and kingship of God. And they're now trying to do things their own way. They've rebelled against uh, God. And in the church, we are endeavouring to demonstrate to the Babylon of our day, the worldly 
powers and principalities and, and kingdoms. What it means, what it looks like to be a human society under the kingship, leadership and sovereign authority of God. We try to show people, look, if we, you know, God made us and if we live the way God intends us to live, it will go well for us. It will be better for us than trying to do it our own way. That's what really church is. <clears throat> so Jesus is the, 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 the apostle of apostles. He is the sent one, the one sent by God from heaven to deliver us and rescue us and to invite us into his kingdom and out of the, the, the derelict, bankrupt kingdom of this world. And in John six thirty eight, Jesus says, I have, I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. He is the sent one. He was sent to redeem for God a people for himself, a new nation to call out a people holy, set apart for him. He was sent to bring people into all truth. In John's gospel, 20 or 30 times, he says, truly, truly, you know, I'm telling you the truth. He was sent to bring us into the truth. He was sent to lead his people into good and safe pasture. He came bringing the life of heaven with him. We're born of the spirit and we live by the spirit. And he came with good news to the poor who suffer the most from this broken Babylonian godless leadership. So now we know Jesus was sent by the Father. We know that he completed his work of obedience on the cross. He died for our sins. He died for our rebellion, that we would not receive the punishment that we deserve for rebelling against God. But he took that punishment upon himself. And God was faithful to him because he was sinless and because he lived a life of perfect obedience. And he raised him from the dead, that he would live forever and never die. And uh, and Jesus has has gone back to heaven to be with his father and sit at his right hand side and i was so thrilled listening to alistair preaching the other week just saying jesus is alive today and he is jesus is alive today he was sent on a mission to rescue us from our own rebellion he has been successful he's made a way he's defeated the curse of sin and death he's made a way for us to be reconciled to our father in heaven and to now create communities of uh, of people on earth who follow Jesus and say, right, in the midst of Babylon, we're going to show you what it looks like to live according to God's ways. And that's what you're doing at Redeemer Church in Colchester. You're, living, you're, you're showing Colchester, this is what it's like if we live God's way with him as our king. And uh, it goes well with us. It teaches us how to live as human society, how to live together, how to... Uh, what it means to be a family of, of spiritual mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. There's nothing like it on the face of the planet. So Jesus has re returned to heaven. We know, but he is the one now doing the sending. First of all, he sends the Holy Spirit in Acts 1 verse 8. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He says some extraordinary things we haven't got time to unpack now. But he says, you know, it's better that I go. It's better that I go. Oh, you imagine what the disciples were thinking. No, Jesus, we want you here. He said, no, it's better that I go. 
because another is coming. It's, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And he says other extraordinary things. He says, you know what? You're going to be able to do much more than I could do. And you're thinking, what, what more can we do, Jesus? You know, you've saved the world. You've, uh, you know, you've healed people, raised people from the dead. What more can we do? And I think, I honestly believe that what Jesus is referring to is the fact that in his earthly body, he could only be in one place at one time. But now, in the body of Christ, which is the church, filled with the same Holy Spirit with which Jesus himself ministered in his life on earth, then he can be everywhere. Anywhere that we are, in the power of the Spirit, Jesus is. We are the hope of glory, Christ in us. This is the hope of glory for the Gentiles. We read about that in Colossians. It says, you know, this is the great mystery that's been revealed. The hope of glory for, the, for, the, for those that don't know God and are far from him. The, the hope of glory is Christ in us, the spirit of Christ in us. And we're able to reach the whole world with this beautiful gospel of grace. So Jesus sends the spirit. We're not expected to do this on our own or in our own power. You know, he's given us the, the resources of heaven uh, for the mission that he's sent us on. So he sends his spirit. He sends gifts to the church. We read this in Ephesians 4, <clears throat> picking it up at uh, verse 11. It says, so Christ himself, and this is the ascended Christ. If you read the, 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 the context of the pa passage here, it talks about the fact that Christ ascended to heaven and then he gave these gifts he gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ so we long to see this maturity and this unity in the body of christ and god has given us pastors teachers evangelists prophets and apostles to equip the church and enable her to attain to this unity and maturity. Now today, I said at the beginning, we're talking about what it means to think like <coughs> apostles. What is the added value of apostles to the church of Jesus Christ? Well, apostles are fathers. They bring safety and security to families of churches under their care. They create a culture of care. Um, you know, I'm speaking about the, the ministry of, of the apostle here. So you may, you may not always see apostles, uh, you know, week by week in the church, but they are looking out for your leaders. They're raising up and sending delegates on their behalf, representatives to exercise that care, maintain that connection with your leaders, connecting them through to a wider family so that they're not isolated or drifting um, apostles help bring alignment to apostolic values and doctrine, helping elders and churches maintain alignment with the deep truths of the faith, not being blown around by every wind of teaching that comes along, figuring out how to put this into practice. It's not just you know, a conference uh, booklet filled in, but um, no, the apostles help to uh, align values and put them into practice. Apostles help catalyze the life of the spirit. They spark faith and life wherever they go and impart spiritual life to those around them so that they will carry that life with them also. And apostles are sent 
and they help the church send. They it's in the name, the sent ones. Apostles are sent, and they help create a culture of sending in the church. They stimulate and serve mission uh, locally, but also they gather churches up into the mission of God to the regions and the nations beyond. Apostles also remember the poor. And we've had two, uh, well, several appeals, two that I particularly bring to mind just in recent weeks. We had our own Relational Mission Christmas Appeal, Pathways from Poverty, where we've raised, I think, £80,000 for seed funding micro-business in poor economies. So we'll be able to invest, helping someone set up a, a business that will then create an income for themselves where they are, um, you know, whether it be a poor economy in, in Europe or it could be beyond. And they have the dignity of raising their own own income and being able to uh, sustain themselves financially, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, we also had an appeal for our Roma friends in Serbia, particularly around Niche and Leskovac with uh, Vladar and Sonja and his friends in that, their friends in that part of, uh, of Serbia. And again, we raised around about £40,000 and have managed to give firewood and food to hundreds of families. And it's just such a, a thrill. We had a, a call with them just uh, a week ago and uh, these Roma pastors just uh, beautifully uh, rejoicing with us at the care of God that's been expressed through the people of God. So this is something of what uh, the ministry of the Apostle would bring to the life of the local church. But I said at the beginning here that I, I really believe that Jesus wants us all to think like apostles. Maybe not many of you are, are called to be apostles, uh, but I think we're called to think like apostles. So in John 20, verse 21, Jesus says, uh, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Every one of you, sent by Jesus. We're not of this world. We don't belong in this world. It's what the Bible says, but we're in this world and we're in this world for its, its deliverance and its well-being. You're not here by accident. Anyone here who's a follower of Jesus, these are the words of Jesus to you right now. You know, the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And it could be that you're being sent to your neighbourhood. It could be that you're being sent to your college or workplace. It could be that you're being, being sent to your unsafe family. It could be that you're being sent to this town of Colchester. It could be that you're being sent from Colchester to towns, cities, regions, even nations beyond. But every one of us is sent. You know, church is not a, a hospital. You know, some, sometimes people say, well, church is, well, it serves as a hospital, but it's not, it's not its purpose. This is where we can come and be healed and cleaned up in order that we can be delivered into our destiny as a sent people. It's not church, it's not a spiritual supermarket. It's not where we just come and take things that are, you know, oh yeah, excuse me, I'll have that, I'll have that, and then carry on with our lives. No, as we said earlier, church is a model community, uh, a model counter-cultural community, but it is a sending community. And so tomorrow night we'll be looking at, at uh, particularly at those who maybe feel that God is sending them to other towns and other nations, but every one of you, has been sent by Jesus. Every one of you is called by God uh, to 
to join this mission to point a, a helpless, broken world to the beautiful deliverance, redemption and salvation of Jesus, that we can be restored and reconciled to our Father in heaven. So, not many are called to be apostles, but every one of us are called to think like apostles. Every one of us is called to think that we are sent ones, commissioned and sent by Jesus, as I say, into families, neighbourhoods, workplace, colleges, regions, districts, people groups that are among us, uh, nations beyond. Have, a, have the mindset of an apostle. I have a sent one mindset. You're not here by accident. You've been sent here by the King of Kings. You've been, I mean, I want to just speak to anybody here today who's a guest or a visitor on this call that maybe you're not someone who would consider themselves as a follower of Jesus. Maybe you wouldn't think of yourself as a Christian. But I want you to know that the people in, in this call, the people in this church, are, have been sent by Jesus for your good. They've been sent to point you to him. They've been sent to appeal to you and say, save yourself from this broken, corrupt world that we live in. There's no justice here. The only justice you'll see in this world comes from heaven. There's no future here. The only future there is, is a future with him for all eternity. There's no... Uh, no peace here, peace in Jesus. Uh, he can give you peace that the world can't, can't give. And these people, you know, in this call, maybe a friend has invited you, maybe you've just stumbled across us. They're, they're not just sort of in a, in a little sort of religious club. They are the people of God sent, sent by God to Colchester to point the way for you to point the ways that you can be saved and delivered from this broken and corrupt world. So I just appeal to and encourage you to uh, hang in here, come and tune in. When they start meeting again, come and visit, come and find out what is the message that they preach. Who is this Jesus that they have met? Um, because this is the most important community in any town, is the community of people who are following Jesus. And are appealing to the whole town to say, look, there's a way out of this. There's a way out of all of this. And these people are sent by Jesus to point you towards salvation, forgiveness, peace, deliverance. So I'm going to pray for us now. <clears throat> a very simple message today. Let's think like sent ones. Let's not be thinking like, you know, this is just a little sort of social club. It's not, no, we're the army of God. We're the army of God sent on a mission to rescue many, many and see them delivered into the hands of a loving God. And so I'm just going to pray for us now. I just thank you, Father God, that you did not abandon us. I thank you that you did not cut us off, but you sent your own son, Jesus Christ. You sent him as a vulnerable baby at Christmas uh, that he would live a life of perfect obedience and be a, a, an example to us of what it means to live a life in accordance with the ways of God. But even more so, he became the only possible atoning sacrifice for our own rebellion. 
and he took upon himself all of our rebellion, all of our sin. He took upon himself all of our shortcomings and failures. And you were pleased to receive that as a sacrifice for the sin of mankind. And then you raised your son from the dead and he now reigns with you. And you have made a way for us to be restored to you, Father in heaven, just to put our, to acknowledge our rebellion and to put our faith and confidence in you, in Jesus Christ, that uh, he has made a way for us to be restored to our Father in heaven. So we pray, Lord God, let this gospel be real in our lives. Let it do its work in our own lives. And Lord, I pray it will do its work in our thinking. That we come to understand that, you know, we're not just passing our time here. We don't even belong here. We've been sent from heaven. We've, as, as, as you, Father, sent Jesus, Jesus is now sending us. That we can live our whole life here pointing people to Jesus and saying, you too can know this scandalous salvation that none of us deserves. We're not judging you. We're not looking down on you. We're just saying, like, hey, every one of us was in the same situation. And we're just saying, please, we implore you, consider the claims of Christ for your own life. And so we, uh, we pray, Lord God, that you'd raise us up as a, a sent army into Colchester, Tomorrow night you'll stir many, many hearts that will see seeds sown of journeys that may take us beyond Colchester and that there'll be um, cities, towns, nations impacted and influenced in the years to come by the obedience of faith in the people in this call and in this meeting tomorrow that will feel stirred to go and uh, take the beautiful, glorious gospel of grace to a needy, desperate, helpless, harassed hopeless world and say look here's our beautiful Jesus look to him look to him and he'll deliver you from this world into a life of spiritual blessing for all eternity uh, reconcile to your father in heaven so uh, bless us help us we pray God bless my dear friends in this call uh, we would understand that we are a people sent by God for the blessing of Colchester and the nations. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for, for listening patiently. And uh, I look forward to joining some of you for our call tomorrow night. Goodbye.